am Fabian Swale, a broadcast journalist and entrepreneur from Sierra Leone. Uh, I'm the CEO and MD for WOW Studio and WOW Cinema. I also work at Africa Young Voices Media Empire. This, 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 this is, is, this is diverse, diverse, diversified game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So let the game begin. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, we have a very special guest. It's not even a guest. I've had few ambassadors on, one of them being from Sierra Leone, and this is another ambassador. And this young lady, and I say young, I'm going to tell you the story before I tell you Vivian's whole thing, but everybody in Salon knows her. I'm at African Young Voices. I'm talking <laughs> with Antonia Howard. And she's like, let me get you a ride home on the Okada. I said, okay, no <laughs> I said, whose beautiful car is this? And you guys, it's beautiful German made. I don't want to say too much because I don't want her to be followed. But she said, let me ask over here if maybe she'll give you a ride. And the ambassador <laughs> gave me a ride in her beautiful car. And she said something that was so funny to me. She said, down this deep hill, I have to go slow in this car. I said, well, how many cars do you have, Queen? And she, she told me, and I'm not going to say that because I don't want to tell all her business because <laughs> we still have to negotiate bride price in the future for her. But uh, <laughs> ambassador of film, cinema, and everything else that you do, how are you doing today? I'm okay, Kellen. I'm good, and thank you very much for having me on your show. And hello to all your audience. Uh, compliments of the season. Yes, and, and you and I, um, our interviews are now, uh, we struck a deal, um, African Young Voices Radio. You guys can hear this yeah. as well as everybody else, and I'm happy for that. Thank you, Chief Anthony Navo Jr. I yeah. appreciate this that. This is actually the radio at the back. <laughs> that's AYV Radio. That's where I dropped my trailer at. So <laughs> I, I, I love it. I love it. I have to tell the audience, besides you being a Jill of all trades, I need to know, before we get into the full detail, why is your story different? Like, how did your mentality become different than many in um, Sierra Leone, where many people have a oh i can't make it unless this happens or if somebody gives me something it seems like you took and earned everything that you did what what was that about you that put you on a different level um the first thing helen i would say it's actually the grace of god and his direction because everything i am everything i own i owe it all to god it's his direction and leadership that has gotten me to where i am god has blessed me with ideas i never even imagined i'm going to have and he's been able to help me transition those ideas from just an idea and a dream to becoming a reality, which is helping me. And I know where we are right now, a lot of people complain that there are limited opportunities and resources. And so it limits the output, productivity and, you know, ambitions that um, young people can have. But I'll agree at some point, but I'll also disagree. I always say to people, it's entirely who you are that determines what comes out of you, not where you are. Take the laziest person 
from the most developed part in the world, that person would still fail. Take the most hardworking person to the most underdeveloped part of the world, that person would still succeed. It comes down to the individuals. Even in the United States of America, full of opportunities and all of it, you would still meet people who are failures in life. In the worst countries in the world, you would still meet people who born, raised in that country, have managed to succeed. So it comes down to the individuals. Yes, there are several limitations. You have all the reasons in the world uh, to use as an excuse to why you should fail and not accomplish the things you think you should accomplish or can accomplish. Again, you have a couple of reasons why you should persevere to succeed. Uh, I looked beyond the reality. I, I, I looked beyond uh, um, the situation. I wanted to do much more and become much more. And I am one of those Sierra Leoneans who I'm not seeking to be in the diaspora. Sierra Leone is home for me. If I'm going to make any other country second home, it's going to be another country in Africa, not out of the continent. There's so much in this continent. There are people who have been in this continent, the likes of Dankuti, they've been in this continent, made their money in this continent. So there is so much here. I saw myself as one person who truly African, proudly African, would be an African. I would go on vacations, yes, but Sierra Leone is home. Africa is home. So when I got to that realization, my only option was to try to make things work for me home and make my country, Sierra Leone, the kind of Sierra Leone I want to live in. And that's what I've been doing. I got to a point, Kellen, I had to sell some of the things I owned, I realized they're assets that I could sell and use the money to do my businesses. So some of my human weave, I sold. You know, some friends laughed at me. They thought I was crazy. I had some other vehicles. I sold them. I just sold a couple of things and started to run my business. Fortunately, I also benefited from the Tony Elumelu Foundation Entrepreneurship Program, and I got a $5,000 capital. So I used that with all the things I sold and I started a business. Today, it's paying off. Not too long ago it was, it was in 2017. Today it's 2021, it's paying off. I'm already seeing return on my investments. So it takes you, the individual, how you see life, your perception, your perspective, your attitude, how hardworking you are, how smart you try to make yourself. I said try to make yourself deliberately because you might not know everything. Well, nobody does anyway, but there are resources you could use. I use YouTube. I use Google. There are things I go online to check. The business management skills I know now I learned online because I never studied business. I've been an art student doing broadcasting and journalism. So it depends on you. That's it. What is that that first step? Because, you know, as soon as as a JC, you step off the airplane, you have people with their hand out. My wife being from Cameroon, she said, this is the learned helplessness. Many of us feel like we somebody coming from abroad should bring us something. Usually, you know, you have eight bags coming back in from abroad. What is this first step in the mentality? Because I met so many talented people that we, you know, said, you are so talented, you could be the next biggest YouTuber, but they gave excuse after excuse. You know, I don't have data. Um, I don't have this. The, the, the mindset, is it just to say there are no excuses and to take extreme ownership onto your own life? There are excuses um, or reasons uh, for one to not succeed. 
Those reasons for some people become excuses. For others, they become a motivation to push and do more and become greater. This attitude of dependency is so, it's so, it's annoying, it's appalling. You'll find in most young people, they just feel dependent on either relatives in the diaspora or friends around or the government. And they also have this attitude of um, entitlement. Like, okay, because we're related or we're good friends, you're in the diaspora, I'm entitled to your resources. You should be working and taking care of me. Or because uh, I'm your spouse, I'm entitled. Or because I am a citizen of this country, my government is obligated to, to, to provide everything for me. Excuses, dependence, and this attitude of thinking that I'm entitled is our biggest problems. And again, it comes back to the people. There are people who, who don't do that. You'll find some really broke guys and young ladies who would still strive, even if it's as little as doing a business. Go down to a Baptist street in Freetown. You'll find young men and women working. They sell. You have the laborers who carry loads for people just to get paid small amounts, but they're there on daily basis. They're doing it, not making excuses to say, oh, I'm born in Sierra Leone or government hasn't provided me with the capital to do business or I wasn't born into a rich home. If you want to make excuses, keep it going. You have all the excuses in the world. Those same things you would use, the reasons you would use as excuses, somebody else somewhere is using those reasons as a motivation. So it comes down to you. What future do you want for yourself? Because remember, I always say to people when I do especially public lectures, when you fail, the first person who suffers, it's you, the individual. When you succeed, the first person who enjoys again, it's you, the individual. Today we talk about uh, our president in Sierra Leone, the president of the United States. Ask, put 10 people aside and ask them, what's the name of President Bill's parents? Or what's the name of President Biden's parents? They would look at you, maybe out of the 10, only one or two would know their names. It tells you when you fail, nobody gives, nobody gives a heck about where you're from, the family you're from, nobody cares. But when you succeed, everybody celebrates you. The world celebrates people. We celebrate successful people. We don't care their background. All we know is they've made it, they're successful, and we celebrate them. And that's it. So when you know that it's about you, the individual, and not about the family you're from or the country you're from or the continent you're from, I think it's wise enough for you to take your life seriously and push to have a comfortable life that you've been yearning for by working hard for it, not depending on people or depending on government entirely to come and, you know, give you heaven on earth. There is no government that has helped you know a serious entrepreneur in the beginning mm -hmm. now folks like elon musk have gotten you know hundreds of millions all type of money from america now but coming from south africa no one gave him anything you have to have ideas you are blessed by the best like myself with ideas can you tell that young person or maybe even that old person when you get these ideas and you tell them to your friends and your family how crazy, how mad do they look at you and say, you want to do what and open your own cinema now? Who do you think you are? Even at this level where the whole country knows you, what is that feeling? How do you get over it? Right. So when the idea comes, if you're going to look at people to support you, 
in a sense to applaud you and say, oh, this makes sense, go for it, then you're not thinking about pushing on that idea. Come up with the idea without the expectation that people would support you and say, oh, it makes sense. Ten chances to one. They're going to think you're crazy. When I said to my friends that I'm selling some of my weed, I, I, I gave to some of them, would you buy this, buy this? I told them I'm selling some of my vehicles. They thought I was crazy. They really thought I was crazy. It takes very few people who are also entrepreneurs or who have an entrepreneurial mindset to believe in the nonsense, because that's what it's going to look like, like you're saying nonsense, to believe in the nonsense you're saying about a dream. They fail to realize that every successful individual you see today had a dream and they transformed those dreams into realities. You could also look at people around you who are business-minded. They don't necessarily need to be your relatives or friends. They could just be somebody you know in your community or you know within the area you live that is thriving in business. Begin to talk to that person. It doesn't matter if it's the same business field you're thinking about going into. Just talk to the person because in as much as business fields cut across and they, they, they vary, there are also things that are unique with every business or business people. Again, profit-making, experience of loss, managing all those things. Talk to somebody who is into business. That person would understand you better. Share the idea again, but be careful how you share the idea, especially if you're in Sierra Leone because, you know, we, we don't have legal backing <laughs> to, you know, uh, 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 for intellectual property rights. So be careful again who you're sharing the idea with. But talk to a couple of people. Some would help you. Others, most of them would look at you like you're crazy. But again, you're not going to them for validation. Don't go to them with the intention to say, oh, this person would inspire me more to push for it. No, you're just sharing it. Because sometimes when you discuss with some people, they bring a couple of ideas to fine tune the idea you already have. But if you're looking at motivation to come from the people to say, oh, this is a good idea. Oh, we applaud you. Okay, well done. Go for it you're making a big mistake. Expect yourself to be your own cheerleader. You might be lucky enough to find one or two people who would help support you by cheerleading you, guiding you, maybe supporting you in prayer, but don't go looking for that and expecting that you'll find it. Only few people get lucky to have that. But still, push your idea. Make it a reality. When you succeed, they would come, rally around you, support you, and celebrate you. Then it would all make sense to them. So it's incumbent on you, the person who has the idea, to translate that idea into a reality. So they come back and look at you and, oh, you know, initially we thought you were crazy, but now it's all making sense. That's your own assignment. Now, when that idea does win, how do you then, and a lot of people struggle with this, how do you humble yourself not to then be like, you know what? I'm the oracle. I'm the ambassador. I told y'all you didn't believe in me. And now you guys all want to smile at the party and cheers, cheers, and give these long soliloquies. Um, how do you then, you know, what's the mentality that you have learned to say, you know what? I can still give this stranger a ride with this sweaty body. I don't know who this is. Who is this JC think he is that can just come ask me for a ride? You know, where does that humility uh, come from? You know, humility comes by the personality of the individual, but it's something that everyone should have. It's one of the ingredients to success. You know, to be successful is tough. Yes, it takes a lot to become successful. But what's even tougher is staying successful. 
humility comes in greatly. You can't say because you've succeeded at some point, you're going to be all cocky and all, you know, inhumane to people. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't. That aspect of your humanity should be there. You see people you know you're supposed to respect, either probably by age or whatever. Respect them, regardless of what you've achieved. Whether you think you're a trillionaire and you see somebody who's old enough to be your parent or grandparent, respect that person. Even when you see somebody who you're, you are older than, but you know, oh, this person needs a helping hand. Or just a smile to this person or a handshake or, or hellos, highs helps that person. Do it. Because just because you become a, a successful doesn't mean you've stopped being a human being and as long as you're a human being anything can happen getting successful is tough staying successful is much 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 more difficult you could even die death comes from time to death comes for everybody unannounced so anything can happen you could lose all you've accomplished and achieved where would you go from there so in as much as you're becoming successful, do not forget the aspect of your humanity. And once you're careful, you pay attention to your humanity, you would, of course, be humble. Humility is a part of it. And it's a very key ingredient to be successful and stay successful. Now, you're in a business. It's very, very, everywhere you go, entertainment, film, movies, it's hit or miss. My thing is when I'm creating, you know what, we have to just put this out, it has to come out of my head or it has to come out of, you know, whoever created this. We all have to just work together. Um, but when it's a hit, it's great. When it's a miss and, you know, two people have seen it on Amazon or wherever, um, it's still to me a success because we had to do this. And it's just, you know, it's creating the art. How do you judge your success in the film? Because you've been highly successful in film to the point where now you're going like, you know, a big mogul to create a cinema. And, you know, that is just amazing. It's a, I mean, I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy Thank when you. you told me that. You, you would so not much. get me off of your line. You literally have to change phones, change countries, change your name for me not to bother you because I'm going to be talking and I've been talking about you so much like we gotta you gotta meet this woman and i've been telling my i'm telling everybody like you got everybody in salon knows you that's the easy part but now the west has to know you because like this woman can't be stopped so you know what is success to you and and how do you measure that with film and in business to god be the glory you know it, it the success especially with the movies it comes down to before you created that content what was the goal? So you measure your success based on the goal and objective you had set for the particular project. So for example, Watibera, which we just did a movie, um, the goal is to use it as a sensitization tool against child marriage and inspire the, the promotion of girl-child education. So now measuring the success of that would be how many people have watched the movie? What difference did it make in the lives of the people who watched the movie? Does it have a change of perspective in their minds? Uh, what are they saying? So for that, we've been able, once we do the screenings, 
we get people to talk after the movie. You've watched it. What's your perspective? What do you think? So measuring success of the project comes back to the goal and objective you set for that particular project. And the goal and objective is not the same throughout every project. Some projects you just create, it's just entertainment. It's just there to entertain people. And if entertainment was the goal, how many people watched it and feel and, and felt entertained? Is it trending on social media? Are they talking about it? Are people really saying, oh, I watched this movie. It was hilarious. Oh, I cracked my ribs. I enjoyed it. If that's it, if it was an entertainment project, that's how you measure whether it was successful or not. And with businesses generally, um, the other businesses, it's about, are you making profit? Are you making profit? Is there a return on your investment? That's how you measure the success for that. And if, if of course, now with the cinema, it's about, did you, the, the amount of people you expected, did they show up to the cinema? Did you make uh, the money you expected to make? Or did you break even at least? Or was there a loss? So this is how you measure success. Again, going back to the goal and objective set for that particular uh, project, or if it's a business, the target you set, the target you set, whether it's quarterly, uh, uh, um, bi-quarterly or annually, that's how you measure the success of a project. Uh, in the, did we make our money back? There's many films that never make their money back. Do you have any tips for filmmakers out there to say this is one way? Should you already have your deal to sell to AYV and then to go sell to Turkey and all these places before the film is finished? where it's kind of a guarantee that at least we'll make our money back once we film. With, give us any tips for those young Sierra Leonean and global filmmakers. Now, uh, it's called showbiz for a reason. There's the show aspect and there's the bees, the business aspect of it. A lot of times I find out that a lot of people just focus on the show aspect and forget the business. So you, you, you're either doing a show or a showbiz. <laughs> and entertainment is also employment. It's also an industry that has money. It's a business uh, commercializing the, the craft. So when you're doing a movie particularly, you, it starts from pre-production. Um, pre At pre-production, identify the audience. This type of movie you're doing, who are you doing it for? Is it a movie you're doing for cinema runs? Are you doing it to sell to platforms like maybe Netflix and Amazon Prime? Are you doing it to put on YouTube? Are you doing it to put on DVDs and sell locally? You have to have a plan. And when you have that plan, it's your target audience that determines how you're going to do it. Um, let's say, for example, you're doing a sensitization movie. You're going to think about the topic. What area? What do you want to raise awareness on? Let's say you're doing a commercial movie. It's, it just wanted to be a romantic comedy. From that point, you begin to think, who are the people I can put in this movie as cast that can really pull it off in a way that the audience would want to watch? Where would I be selling it? So once you have all these answers to all these questions, you've done your research, you go to the pre-production, you do it, and then post-production, advertising comes in strongly. A lot of people don't put money on promotion. Promotion is a separate budget from the production budget. So you have your production budget and you have your promotion budget. It's very important. You'll find, for example, there are movies that have been mass 
repeatedly promoted. You watch the movies and you're like, uh, it, with all the ha 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 about the shoe, they did the right promotion, and so it captured your attention. You rushed to go watch the movie. So promotion is very important. Also, you need to specify your promotion. So if you do a movie that's about maybe sensitization, uh, where are you going to be using it? There's a geographic location for you to use that movie. So your promotion should target that geographic location. Let's say the movie you're doing is a commercial story. And let's say now, for example, I'm in Sierra Leone, I'm doing a commercial story um, for Sierra Leoneans or residents in Sierra Leone, not with an intention to sell it internationally. My promotion would have to be locally on the local radio stations, local television stations, even community radio stations, billboards and posters across the country. That's enough. Now, if you're doing it for international market, you can do some of the things I spoke about for locally because, yes, they're also part of your audience. But internationally, you would want to take advantage of social media. Uh, on Facebook, you have the ads, you, you put your post, you sponsor the post, sponsored ads, you promote it. If it's on Instagram, on YouTube, you can do the same. You could also go beyond the bloggers, online bloggers. So let's say you're targeting the Nigerian market. Use top Nigerian bloggers there. Contact them, give them something. They blog about it. They promote it for you online. So again, it comes down to from the work you've done in pre-production, what are you doing the movie for? What's the storyline? What? Who are your target customers? Is it local? Is it international? Is it a specific country? Because again, let's say you you want to sell it in China. You have to make sure your advertising is in China. So you need to use a platform where the people who you want to buy that movie would also be on that platform and they would see the adverts. Because if I'm trying to advertise to maybe the people in my village to attend a show I'm putting together, I'm not going to be putting the advertisement on Facebook. How many of them in my village are even on Facebook? So you need to be very deliberate and strategic about your assignments from pre-production onto post-production. And remember, you have to have a separate budget for promotion. And it's not a small budget. Because remember, the more promotion you give to the content, the more customers you are expecting to have and the more money you would make. So those are the tips I can share at this point. With all the success that you've had, and you guys, I haven't even said half of it. I haven't said half of it. I, I could go on and on, but um, at some point she'll stop me and say, okay, over Sabi, I didn't tell you that part, who you've been talking yeah, to. Yeah, I would say too much information. <laughs> yes. I, I have to know with the success that you've had, what is a community give back that you're doing are that you would like to do in the future? Um, so the community give back, I'm not just in future, I'm actually doing it right now. So I have some kids um, that I mentor on my foundation. So they come on my show and they're part of the live audience. We sit together, we just, and the people who come, they have an opportunity of asking them questions, just, you know, developing their boldness. Because I find that a lot of people are timid, you know, they stand in front of certain people and they're dumbfounded. No, 
you have to be bold. Stand in front of people or sit with them and still have the confidence to talk. And that starts from a young age. I'm as bold as I am because that's how, that's how I've been as a kid. My mom taught me how to be bold. It's, it's okay. You're entitled to an opinion. It's okay. Feel free to share it. So I have kids who are part of my foundation. They come on the show. And from time to time as well, I do public lectures. I do school tours. Um, to help kids with career talk uh, um, discussions, because also I realized that some of these kids go to schools and they, they're not even thinking about the future, like what they want to become in future. And that's a decision I think they should be able to make at junior secondary school, because it determines the subject you would place premium on. It's going to help you. Say, for example, if you want to go into medicine, you know you, you have to prioritize your science subjects. You know mathematics is a must for you. You know all your science subjects are a must. So I go around schools and we do career talk sessions. And now we've not been doing that much due to COVID. COVID is affecting a lot of things. Uh, we also do public lectures. Um, we talk about different things, a particular topic at a time, and we help them. Minus that as well, I work with commercial sex workers with a program I call Sheepreneurship. So I get these commercial sex workers, uh, we select them and we bring them. Uh, we come with them, they, we train them how to transition from commercial sex work to becoming business women. So after the training, we help them with a minimal amount as seed capital. So they start their businesses. Well, we've had some come and, you know, they go back to the streets, but yeah, some are success stories. Others went back, but we still have some of them who till today, they're doing businesses. So yes, we keep that going as just, you know, part of giving back to the society and, you know, what can be, what can be done, collective responsibility. Well, the world has gone to where even, you know, um, sex work now has gone online, where when people, if we're having a serious conversation, I'd rather somebody be an online entertainer than be risking their life globally, where people are getting killed, disease, you know, human traffic. It would be better, you know, not that it's the ideal thing for anybody. But some people really feel that's all they can do. They have their own traumas and dramas. I'm saying that. Madame's not saying that. I'll be the one if you guys say, that's terrible. I hate sites that show women like that. But I know women who do that because, you know, nobody wants to talk about how their uncle, their father, their friends were touching them at two, three, and how, you know, the only way they could eat is if they perform such things. So I hope I don't make the conversation too uncomfortable, but I do have to no. say, you, you know, to be able to, we can pull people off, even the drug dealers. Now here in the States, you know, some of your drugs are legal. In Europe, some of your drugs are legal. So if that's all you really think you can do, why not go the legal route? Become even a pharmacist even, right? But there's other things you can do if that's the Rick Ross dream that you feel by listening to the mu movies and music, thinking you want to be Scarface. You don't have to be on the street because the world is kind of going crazy where they're going to allow us to do whatever we want, especially with this new internet that you guys are going to be seeing called, you know, people's personal blockchains and, you know, internet 2.0. What do you what do you feel for the the ladies that you see in salon who are doing sex work, are maybe even um, you know they're trying to do other things, 
but they're being told to come in these doors, you have to come on the casting couch. Is there anything to help fight that in Salon where people can be based off their merit? I know sex sells everywhere. People want to have it. But sometimes mm-hmm. people are being forced and given no option. And, and so some of the things I keep telling um, the commercial sex workers, it's you can't rely on using sex as a means of livelihood. There are days you wouldn't have sex. There are days you're sick. What happens to you if you become terminally ill? You need to think of more sustainable means of having income. Means like even doing a business. You can't always have sex and make money. So it doesn't work like that. So in as much as there are conversations about, you know, uh, uh, you know giving them a breathing space to, to, to practice their commercial uh, 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 sex work that they're doing to earn a living, it's not sustainable. And a sustainable livelihood is what helps. So what happens to a commercial sex worker who's a single parent who takes care of the child alone? Who happens to fall sick during the period you're sick maybe the illness becomes so serious you need money for from to afford it in the meantime while you worry about that who's going to be taking care of your child so it's not sustainable it isn't and i understand because a lot of times men try to put sex in front of almost everything even if you're walking to a meeting as even a sober-minded woman dressed in a suit, your boss lady, a CEO, there's a moron somewhere who would still try to initiate sex. In a subtle way, not to directly say, oh, if you don't sleep with me, we're not going to give you this deal. But they've become very crafty lately. They'll find a way of putting it. So it becomes obvious, but not in a way where you'll have evidence to prosecute them. But it becomes obvious that, that this person is expecting sex to get a contract. It doesn't end. So even if you become a business mogul, it would still happen. But it's about how you define yourself. Are you that type of woman who would rely on your gender, sex, make money? Or would you rely on your brains and your on your brain and your hard work? sex doesn't always have sex you would not have sex every day you would either get sick at some point you would get tired because sickness is part of the human body so it's not sustainable i keep telling them it's not find a means of making money when you have a business it makes you money at some point if you're even sick especially when it's not you using your skills even if it's your skills you can have other people you train so at some point even if you're unavailable the business would run, whether it's a shop, somebody would be there as a shopkeeper to help you. Whether it's a skill, if you've trained somebody else, even if it's a saloon you have, there would be somebody else working at your saloon. Whatever it is, you would be able to survive without just commercial sex, no. And let me reverse that for the men. What type of man would only wanna have sex with women because what they wanted from him to get through the door. Like when you think of sex, it should be some type of an act that is fun, enjoyable. Like who wants to, yeah, I just because I can, I mean, that's a lame, that's not player. I'm a player, so I, you know, I'm gonna say, I'm an old retired player, but I still got the the 16th letter. Yeah, I just wanted to remind you how to be careful for your wife. Okay, good. (laughs) Well, you wanna tell a story about my wife. My wife, because there was a police officer, I won't say where he was at, but he's like, you look, what are you looking for? So I'm looking for my wife and the king. And he said, huh? 
And then he did like this, right? I said, yeah, that's her. And he's like, she's all the way down the street because she was in some um, noticeable business pants. And I told her that and she said, every time we go to Africa or the Caribbean, because of my size, you know, that I have to tell people all day. And it's never when I'm around, but the fact that one guy told her 50 years old, he said, you know, I'm, he's 50. He's like, I just never tasted something like that, right? She has her children with her. She tells you she's married. We don't have, we keep it rated R for real in this house. We talk about everything. I wish you could have met her because if you did, you might've like, we, we might've stayed longer or you might've came with us because the conversation <laughs> would not have ended. And I think I'm gonna end the conversation here because I'm going so personal. Um, you guys are getting the game. I wanna make sure you guys share this game. Tell them where they follow you to tap in to see everything that you have going on online. Okay, so I'm on Instagram at Phoebean Swill. That's a P-H-E-B-E-A-N-S-W-I double L. Phoebean Swill on Instagram. On LinkedIn, it's Ambassador Phoebean Swill. On Facebook as well, it's Ambassador Phoebean Swill. And on Twitter, it's Ambassador Phoebe, P-H-E-B-E Swill. So yes, you could find me on social media or oh, on YouTube. It's Phoebean Swill. Just um, type Phoebean Swill and you would see uh, some of my videos coming up. You guys have got the game. We thank African Young Voices Radio for airing this, sharing this. You guys, if you listen to this show, you follow the steps that other entrepreneurs have followed. You can't go broke. Share this with somebody. It will change their life. Be blessed. Yeah. Are you tired of the rat race in America? Are you ready to visit the motherland to relax and rejuvenate? Are you ready to explore all that Africa has to offer? Then check out the brand new Diversify Game Academy course, Prepare for My First Trip to Africa. Are you worried about being able to afford the trip? We got you. We will show you how to travel either on a budget or as a baller. Learn how to stress the value of the USD. Did you know that 100 United States dollars is worth over 1,000 South African rand or 10,000 Kenyan shillings or 54,250 West African CFA? Are you worried about taking your kids? Get the game from Kellen Cash, a bona fide world traveler, having traveled to almost 20 countries, several of those in Africa. Get the game on taking your kids on their first trips. Learn how to find the best tickets, get the visas, and plan your own adventures in Africa. Don't let Eddie Murphy have all the fun. Plan your own coming to Africa trip starring you, produced by you, and featuring you. If you are ready for a life-changing experience, sign up for our course today, Diversified Game Academy. Get prepared and purchase at diversifiedgame.com. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit diversifiedgame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.